Shalom Alechem, peace be upon you. Greetings, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we're looking at this week's Torah portion, and uh, it's one of those weeks where the portions double up. Uh, so the schedule calls for the reading of both Akarimot and Kedoshim. And so we have two portions here. Let me read from the TorahPortions.org website the description of these two portions that we're going to be looking at today. The first part being called Akarimot. And so the 29th reading from the Torah is the sixth reading from Leviticus, which is named Akarimot, two words that mean after the death. The title comes from the first two words of the first verses of the reading, which say, now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of his two, of the two sons of Aaron. And so Leviticus chapter 16 describes the tabernacle ceremony for the holy festival of the Day of Atonement. And then Leviticus chapter 17 establishes general rules for sacrifice and sanctuary. Leviticus 18 lays down specific laws about permitted and forbidden sexual relationships. And so it's the Torah is very clear about what is appropriate, what is an appropriate intimate relationship. Um, it's not up for debate. It's not up for interpretation. It's very, very clear. Uh, the second part of our reading is called Kadashim, which means holy. So the 13th reading from the Torah and the 7th reading from Leviticus is named Kadashim, which means holy. And the title comes from the words in Leviticus chapter 19, which says, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Leviticus 19 describes the holy community through a series of specific commandments. And then Leviticus chapter 20 warns against the snares of sexual immorality and idolatry and mandating a death penalty for certain sins. So, in, except in biblical leap years, Kedoshim is read on the same Sabbath as the previous reading, Akarimot. So, in a nutshell, we will be reading Leviticus chapter 16 through chapter 20, which deals with the Day of Atonement, the slaughtering of animals, the prohibition against eating blood, sexual relationships, rituals and moral holiness, and penalties for violating the holiness. That is what we're going to be looking at today. I wanted to switch things up a little bit, so I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures today. And by now, you probably should know uh, any of the Hebraic words. Um, Mitzrayim is the is the big one, which just means Egypt. Uh, but most of the others uh, should be no big deal. And I will translate them on the fly uh, if need be. Before I begin, just a quick reminder, um, you can support this podcast, and just like everything in the world right now, uh, support for this podcast has been down since January, and so if you're able to support it, um, you or if you want to support it, you can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com, and the support tab is there at the top. Also, uh, the another way you can support it is to purchase the book. Um, the End of Days, a 30-day devotional. And I spent six months last, from October till the time it was published working on that. And uh, if you're looking for 
just a short read um, and a daily, just kind of a daily food uh, that kind of points your eyes to the times that we're living in with all, but also kind of breaking it down and, and then following it up with a call of action. This is a great book for you. So again, everything at the website, www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Let's begin. We got a lot to get through. Four chapters here. Um, starting with Leviticus chapter 16. Again, I'm reading from the Hallelujah Scriptures. Let's begin. Verse 1. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before Yehovah and died. And Yehovah said to Moshe, Speak to Aaron your brother, not to come in at all times to the Kodesh place inside the veil before the lid of atonement, which is on the ark, lest he die, because I appear in the cloud above the lid of atonement. With this Aaron should come into the Kodesh place with the blood of the young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. He should put on the Kodesh linen, long shirt, with linen trousers on his flesh, and gird himself with a linen girdle, and be dressed with the linen turban. They are Kodesh garments, and he shall bathe his body in water, and shall put them on. Just a quick note, the word Kodesh is the word holy, it means set apart. So he's talking about these holy and set apart garments that he's to put on before he enters into the Kodesh or holy place. Verse 5. And from the congregation of the children of Israel, he takes two male goats as a sin offering, and one ram as a burnt offering. And Aaron shall bring the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and let them stand before Jehovah at the door of the tent of appointment. And Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats. One lot for Yehovah, and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the lot for Yehovah fell, and shall prepare it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot for Azazel, Azazel fell is caused to stand alive before Yehovah to make atonement upon it, and send it into the wilderness to Azazel. Okay, now we have to take a breather for a second because... In English translations, when you are reading verses 7 through 8, for example, so it's talking about uh, the goats, right? And you've got two goats. Let me just, re- let me just read this again because this, this is so easy to miss. And he shall take the two goats and let them stand before Yehovah at the door of the tent of meat of appointment, of appointment. And Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one for Yehovah and the other for Azazel. That's interesting, right? Because if you read it in your King James or anywhere else, it doesn't say Azazel. It says scapegoat, right? So in the King James, it says, And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a figure of speech where we get that word scapegoat. But that's not what it says in Hebrew. It says Azazel. Now, what's interesting about this is Azazel is a name. 
And you might uh, be familiar with the name Azazel if you've read the Book of Enoch, right? Azazel is the uh, angel who kind of led the rebellion and who was responsible. Matter of fact, if you go to chapter 10 in the Book of Enoch, and you go down to verse 4, and it says again, Yehovah said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into darkness and make an opening in the desert which is in Dajael and cast him there and place upon him rough and jagged rocks and cover him with darkness and let him abide there forever and cover his face that he may not see the light. And on the day of the great judgment he shall be cast into the fire. So, the, the, you know, the English translation is getting the idea correct when it says scapegoat. We all, we, all kind of get a, we all kind of understand what that means. One is for sacrifice, one is to be released as the scapegoat or, or whatever. But just know, and by the way, I'm discovering this on the fly, by the way. I'm, just, I'm literally just now discovering this. In the Hebrew, because as, as, as soon as I read Azuzel twice... I went, I paused the podcast, I went and looked it up in Hebrew, um, and uh, I wasn't, I'm not talking, again, when I say look it up in Hebrew, I'm not talking about a concordance, which just uses root words, I'm looking for the actual word, and it's it's actually, the name starts with L, with Lamed, it's La-Azel, um, and then, then I went and looked at the, the, the coordinates, coordinates and uh, so as a zell which means removal or scapegoat and so you know just how in Hebrew names have meanings so as a zell means scapegoat um, and so it's referring to the goat used for sacrifice for sins of the people um, but and it's apparently used four times uh, in the Old Testament there's four occurrences of it. Uh, just, again, sorry, I'm kind of doing this on the fly, which is making this podcast even longer. I'll have to research that some more, but just know that that's what it says. Uh, so we translate it scapegoat, but if you know some things about the pre-flood world, and I can't help but think that the Hebrews hearing this would have understood Azazel. But, again, I digress. Let me just reread that and move forward. And he shall take two goats and let them stand before Yehovah at the door of the tent of appointment. And Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one for Yehovah and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the lot of, for Yehovah fell and shall prepare it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot for Azazel is caused to stand alive before Yehovah to make an atonement upon it to send it into the wilderness to Azazel. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall slaughter the bull as the sin offering, which is for himself. And shall take a fire holder filled with burning coals of fire from the altar before Yehovah, with his hands filled with the sweet incense beaten fine, and shall bring it inside the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before Yehovah, and the cloud of incense shall cover the lid of the atonement which is on the witness, lest he die. 
and he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his fingers on the lid of the atonement, and on the east side also in front of the lid of atonement, he sprinkles some of the blood with his fingers seven times. And he shall slaughter the goat of sin offering, which is for the people, and shall bring its blood inside the veil, and shall do that with the blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the lid of atonement, and in front of the lid of atonement. And shall make an atonement for the Kodesh place, because of the uncleanliness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so he does for the tent of appointment, which is dwelling with them in the midst of their uncleanliness. And no man should be in the tent of appointment when he goes to make atonement in the Kodesh place, until he comes out, and he shall make atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. And he shall go out to the altar that is before Jehovah, and make atonement for it. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull, of some of the blood of the goats, and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his fingers seven times, and cleanse it, and kodesh it from the uncleanliness of the children of Israel. And when he has finished atoning for the kodesh place, and the tent of appointment, and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Then Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, and shall confess over it all the wickedness of the children of Israel, and their transgressions, and all their sins, and shall put them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a fit man. And the goat shall bear on itself all their wickedness to the land cut off. Thus he shall send the goat away into the wilderness. And Aaron shall then come into the tent of appointment, and shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the Kodesh place, and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in the water of the Kodesh place, and shall put on his garments, and shall come out and prepare his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and for the people, and burn the fat of the sin offering on the altar. And he who sent away the goat to Azazel washes his garments and shall bathe his body in water. And afterward he comes into the camp. And the bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought to make atonement in the Kodesh place, is brought outside the camp. And they shall burn their skins and their flesh and their dung with fire. And he who burns them washes his garments and shall bathe his body in water. And afterwards he comes into the camp. And it shall be for you a law forever. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you afflict your beings and do no work, the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on that day he makes atonement for you to cleanse you, to be clean from all your sins before Jehovah. It is a Shabbat of rest for you, and you shall afflict your beings a law forever. And the Kohen who is anointed and ordained to serve as Kohen in his father's place, shall make atonement, and shall put on the linen garments and the Kodesh garments, and shall make an atonement for the Kodesh Mikdash, and make atonement for the tent of appointment, and for the altar, and make atonement for the Kodeshim, and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be for you a law forever to make atonement for the children of Israel, for all their sins once a year. And he did as Jehovah commanded Moshe. Chapter 17 And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aaron, 
to his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the word which Jehovah has commanded, saying, Any man from the house of Israel who slaughters a bull, or a lamb, or a goat in the camp, or slaughters it outside the camp, and does not bring it to the door of the tent of appointment, to bring an offering to Jehovah before the Mishkan of Jehovah, blood guilt is reckoned to that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. In order that the children of Israel bring their slaughterings, which they slaughter in the open field, and they shall bring them to Jehovah at the door of the tent of appointment, to the Kohen, and slaughter them as peace offerings to Jehovah. And the Kohen shall sprinkle the blood on the altar of Jehovah at the door of the tent of appointment, and shall burn the fat for a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And let them no longer slaughter their slaughterings to demons after whom they to demons after whom they've whored. This is a law forever for them throughout their generations. And say to them, Any man of the house of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn among you, who suffer who offers a burnt offering or slaughtering, and does not bring it to the door of the tent of appointment to do it to Jehovah, that man shall be cut off from among his people. And any man of the house of Israel, or a stranger who sojourns among you, who eats any blood, I shall turn my face against that being who eats blood, and shall cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your lives. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the life. Therefore I said to the children of Israel, No being among you eats blood, nor does any stranger who sojourns among you eat blood. And any man from the children of Israel, or from the strangers who sojourn among you, who hunts and catches any beast or bird which is eaten, shall pour out its blood and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh, its blood is for its life. And I said to the children of Israel, Do not eat the blood of any flesh, for the life of all flesh is in its blood. Anyone eating it is cut off. And any being who eats a carcass, or what was torn by a beast, be he a native or a stranger, he shall wash his garments and bathe in water, and shall be unclean until evening. Then he shall be clean. And if he does not wash or bathe his body, then he shall bear his wickedness. Chapter 18 Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Do not as they do in the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, where you dwelt, and do not do as they do in the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, and do not walk in their laws. Do my right rulings, and guard my laws to walk in them. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. And you shall guard my laws and my right rulings, which I, which a man does and lives by them. I am Yehovah. No one is to approach anyone of his own flesh to uncover his nakedness. I am Yehovah. All right, real quick, we're getting ready to go into the sexual relationships. Uh, what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. And so that's what's going to be covered here uh, in the next 30 verses. Now, to uncover someone's nakedness is a figure of speech for laying with them. Okay, So you're going to see that figure of speech uh, throughout this whole deal. Um, so let's begin. Verse 7. 
the nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother, you do not uncover. She is your mother. You do not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife, you do not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. The nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you do not uncover. The nakedness of your son's daughter, or your daughter's daughter, their nakedness you do not uncover, for theirs is your own nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, brought forth by your father, she is your sister, you do not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your father's sister you do not uncover, she is your father's flesh. The nakedness of your mother's sister you do not uncover, for she is your mother's flesh. The nakedness of your father's brother you do not uncover, you do not approach his wife, she is your aunt. The nakedness of your daughter-in-law you do not uncover, she is your son's wife, you do not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your brother's wife you do not uncover, it is your brother's nakedness. The nakedness of a woman and her daughter you do not uncover, nor do you take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are her relatives. It is wickedness. And do not take a woman as a rival to her sister to uncover her nakedness while the other is alive. And do not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness in her monthly separation of uncleanliness. And do not have intercourse with the wife of your neighbor to defile yourself with her. Do not give any of your offspring to pass through, the, pass through to Moloch, and do not profane the name of Elohim, I am Yehovah. And do not lie with a male as a woman, it is an abomination. And do not have intercourse with any beast to defile yourself with it. And a woman does not stand before a beast to mate with it, it is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves with all of these. For by all these the nations are defiled, which I am driving out before you. Thus the land become defiled. Therefore I punished it for its wickedness, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. Please note. Right now, worldwide, we got a lot of problems, don't we? We have locusts just annihilating uh, crops around the world, specifically in Africa. We have viruses causing all kinds of problems, pestilence causing all kinds of problems. We have earthquakes causing all kinds of problems. We have volcanoes causing all kinds of problems, tornadoes, storms. Right now, I believe it's possible that the earth is beginning to vomit up the people because of all of these things that we just read, they're taking place and becoming commonplace and becoming celebrated and, and, and it's happening all over uh, the earth, not just in any specific nation. Just the whole earth is just covered in this. And we may be seeing the beginning of the birth pains, the real birth pains. And uh, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. But it's very possible that this is, we're witnessing this. Let me reread this. Verse 25, thus the land became defiled. Therefore, I punished it for its wickedness and the land vomited out its inhabitants. Verse 26, but you, you shall guard my laws and my right rulings and do not do any of these abominations, the native nor the stranger who sojourns among you. Because the men of the land who were before you have done all these abominations and thus the land became defiled. So let not the land vomit you out for defiling it as it vomited out the nations that were before you. For whosoever does any of these abominations 
Those beings who do them shall be cut off from their people. And you shall guard my charge, so as not to do any of these abominable practices which were done before you, so as not to defile yourselves by them. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Yisrael, and say to them, Be Kodesh, that is to say, holy. For I, Yehovah, your Elohim, am Kodesh. Each one of you should revere his mother and his father and guard my Shabbat-oaths, that is to say, Sabbaths. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Do not turn to idols and do not make for yourselves molded mighty ones. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. And when you bring a peace offering to Yehovah, bring it for your acceptance. It is eaten the same day you slaughter it, and on the next day, and that which is left on the third day is burned with fire. So if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is, it is abominable. It is not accepted. And he who eats it bears his wickedness, because he has profaned the Kodesh offering of Yehovah, and that being shall be cut off from his people. And when you reap the harvest of your land, do not completely reap the corners of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. And do not glean your vineyard or gather every grape of your vineyard. Leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not deceive one another. And do not swear falsely by my name and so profane the name of your Elohim, I am Yehovah. Do not oppress your neighbor, and do not rob the wages of him who is hired. It is not to remain with you all night until morning. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but revere Elohim, I am Yehovah. Do no unrighteousness and right ruling. Do not be partial to the poor or Favor the face of the great, but rightly rule your neighbors in righteousness. Do not go slandering among your people. Do not stand against the blood of your neighbor. I am Yehovah. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Reprove your neighbor for certain, and bear no sin because of him. Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the children of your people, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yehovah. Guard my laws. Do not let your livestock mate with another kind. Do not sow your field with mixed seed. And do not put a garment woven of two sorts of thread upon you. Please note, that all right there just sounds a lot like all the things we do now, don't we? We splice DNA with animals together. We splice the DNA with seeds together and, and fields and everything. God's creation was meant to be left as God's creation. And the sin of old, during the times of Noah, that you read about in the book of Enoch, that you read about in Genesis chapter 6, and that is coming and developing, well not coming, it's here, that is happening now in these last days. It's the same old thing. It's about perverting God's creation. It's about man wanting to create God in his own image, create its own, be its own creators of beings. And we're witnessing this on a scale like never imagined before. And that hasn't happened since the times of Noah. But right here, he's just, I mean, it's, it's very subtle, but it's very clear. 
He says, guard my laws. Do not let your livestock mate with another kind. Do not sow your field with mixed seed. And do not put a garment woven of two sorts of thread upon you. Continuing on, verse 20. And when a man has intercourse with a woman who is a female servant engaged to a man and who has not at all been ransomed nor redeemed nor freedom given, there should be an inquiry. But they are not put to death because she was not free. And he shall bring his guilt offering to Jehovah on the door of the tent of meeting, a ram as a guilt offering. And the Kohen shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before Jehovah for his sin which he has done. And the sin which he has sinned shall be forgiven him. And when you come into the land and have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall reckon their fruit as uncircumcised. For three years it is uncircumcised to you, it is not eaten. And in the fourth year, all its fruit is Kodesh, praises to Yehovah. And in the fifth year, you eat its fruit so that it increases its yield to you. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Do not eat with the blood. Do not practice divination or magic. Do not round the corner of your head, nor destroy the corner of your beard. And do not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor put tattoo marks on you. I am Yehovah. Do not profane your daughter by making her a whore, so that the land does not whore, and the land becomes filled with wickedness. Guard my Shabbat-oats, that is to say Sabbaths, and reverence my Mikdash, I am Yehovah. Do not turn to mediums, and do not seek after spiritists to be defiled by them, I am Yehovah, your Elohim. In other words, he's saying don't go to psychics and seers. Look, the dark magics, divination, seers, and this kind of stuff is real. <laughs> There's a reason why God says stay away from it. It's wickedness. It's evil. Verse 32. Rise up before the gray-headed, and you shall favor the face of an old man, and shall revere your Elohim. I am Yehovah. <laughs> I have to stop again. I'm sorry I'm doing a lot of interrupting, but we live in a culture that despises the elderly. Just thinks of them as worthless. Let's just all lock them up in a facility together and abandon them and move on with our lives. But God says you are to revere the gray-headed. Verse 33. And when a stranger sojourns with you in your land, do not oppress them. Let the stranger who dwells among you be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say, Egypt. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Do no unrighteousness and right ruling, and measure of length and weight, and measure liquids, measuring liquids. Have right scales, eight weights, a right ephah, and your right hen. I am Yehovah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. And you shall guard all my laws and all my right rulings and do them. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Chapter 20. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Say to the children of Israel, Any man of the children of Israel, or the strangers who sojourns in Israel, who gives any of his offspring to Molech, shall certainly be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. And I shall turn my face against that man, and shall cut him off from the midst of the, his people, because he has given his offspring to Molech, so as to defile my Mikdash, and to profane my Kodesh name. I would argue, side note again, 
that by the millions the people are giving their children to Moloch. We call it a choice. We call it abortion. It's no different. Verse 4. And if the people of the land all hide their eyes from the man as he gives any of his offspring to Moloch, they do not kill him. Then I shall turn my face against that man and against his clan and shall cut him off. And all who go whoring after him, even go whoring after Moloch, from the midst of their people, and the being who turns to mediums and to spiritists to go whoring after them, I shall turn my face against that being and cut him off from the midst of his people. And you shall Kodesh yourselves, and shall be Kodesh, for I am Yehovah your Elohim, and you shall guard my laws and do them. I am Yehovah who Kodesh you. For everyone who curses his father or his mother shall certainly be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood is on him. And a man who commits adultery with the wife of another man, who commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, the adulterer and the adulteress shall certainly be put to death. And a man who lies with the wife of his father has uncovered the nakedness of his father. Both of them shall certainly be put to death. Their blood is upon them. And a man who lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall certainly be put to death. They have made confusion. Their blood is upon them. And a man who lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have done an abomination. They shall certainly be put to death. Their blood is upon them. And a woman who marries a woman and her mother, it is wickedness. They are burned with fire, both he and they, that there be no wickedness in your midst. And a man who has intercourse with a beast, he shall certainly be put to death, and the beast you kill. Real quick, it's important to note, these laws are for God's people, for the children of Israel. He's saying the nations, the surrounding nations all over the earth, they go after these types of evil. They, they participate in this kind of sinful behavior. It should not be named among God's people. And if it is named amongst God's people, then they are cast out, or in some cases put to death, according to the Old Testament Levitical law. The church, the assembling of God's people, needs to be different than the rest of the world in how we live our lives, and especially when it comes to sexual uh, behavior. Um, God spends a lot of time on sexual behavior and there's some severe consequences, even death penalties, for his people violating it. End of rant. Let's continue. And a woman who takes his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and sees her nakedness, and she sees his naked, it is a reproach, and they shall be cut off before the eyes of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness. He bears his wickedness. And a man who lies with a woman during her sickness and uncovers her nakedness, he has laid bare her flow, and she has uncovered the flow of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from the midst of their people. And do not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, nor your father's sister, for that is laying bare one's own flesh. They bear their wickedness. And a man who lies with his uncle's wife, he has uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They bear their sins. They die childless. 
And a man who takes his brother's wife, it is uncleanliness, and he has uncovered his brother's nakedness. They are childless. And you shall guard all my laws and all my right rulings and do them, so that the land where I am bringing you to dwell does not vomit you out. And do not walk in the laws of the nations which I am driving out before you, for they do all these, and therefore I loathe them. Do you see that? God's calling this behavior abominable. And he says these nations that do this don't act like them because he loathes them. It's pretty strong language. Verse 24, but I say to you, you are going to possess their land and I myself give it to you to possess it. A land flowing with milk and honey. I am Yehovah, your Elohim, who has separated you from the peoples. And you shall make a distinction between clean beast and unclean and between unclean birds and clean. And do not make yourselves abominable by beast or by bird or whatever creeps on the ground which I have separated from you as unclean. And you shall be Kodesh to me, for I, Yehovah, am Kodesh, and have separated you from the people to be mine. And a man or a woman in whom there is a medium or who are spiritual shall certainly be put to death. They are to be stoned. They are to stone them with stones. Their blood is upon them. That is our tour portion for today. I don't know about you, but this has been a very interesting morning, an interesting look at some of these things. The the Azazel thing is pretty incredible, really, and so easy, to, so easy to miss. And had I not read from the Holy Scriptures this morning, I would have missed it myself. I'm going to have to look into that some more. That's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. I need to go see the other four. Well, it's all four occurrences, but yeah, it's all in Leviticus here. Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, anyway, I pray that you've been blessed by this this morning. I know it's been a long Torah portion, um, as they typically are when they are doubled up like this. Please pray for me and the work that I'm doing here. Um, and uh, if again, if you're willing and able, consider supporting the work that's being done here and uh, picking up the devotional, uh, which is sure to bless you as I worked through that, creating that with much prayer and seeking God. That's all I have for you this morning, my friends. I'm very, very grateful for all of you, and I pray that you have been blessed by this study. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.